Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you with our special guest, Robert Bartholomew, the doctor. Robert, let's get back into this apparent sonic attack now and uh, your conclusions on this. And so the staff members, about the two dozen, got bombarded or something at their homes. How do you think, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Are you convinced something happened to them? Yes. I, I'm sure it's, it's like Bigfoot and UFOs. Most people are honest, sincere people, and they're not lying. Right. The question is, what is it that they saw or thought they saw? And here, what is it that they're experiencing and what caused it? And for me... The problem is, and the mystery is, most of these symptoms are not associated with sound waves. I mean, in the past 24 hours, I've had fatigue, headaches, and problems concentrating. I mean, there's three of the symptoms right there. Right there. You're getting bombarded, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there's never been a case reported in the literature linking sound waves with damage to white matter tracts in the brain or brain injury in general. The main symptoms of acoustical weapons are anxiety, irritation, and sometimes nausea. Um, and, and so basically, there's three types of ways to weaponize sound. The first one is really loud noise. And police departments, like the New York Police Department, has used sound cannons for years. The Navy has used these sound cannons to ward off boats that could be carrying explosives or hijackers. And basically, it's just really loud noise projected like in a, with a flashlight beam. In the Philippines recently, there was a, a riot that broke out, and the police were able to get control by bombarding the people with very loud Katy Perry music. I'm not sure <laughs> how she felt about that. but um, and So basically, that, that's one of the three, loud noise. Um, and then the other two are infrasound and ultrasound. Sound waves that are below the human hearing at 20 hertz is known as infrasound. All right. And the problem with that is it's very difficult to weaponize because it's very difficult to focus the wavelengths. And the laws of nature don't bode well for infrasound. The symptoms, again, would be anxiety and irritation uh, and sometimes nausea. And then you go the other way. You go uh, above 20,000 hertz. That's ultrasound. And the problem there is those waves dissipate very rapidly with distance. And if you were to have an ultrasonic device and point it at a building, 99% of the waves would just bounce off the walls, and it would be very difficult to target an individual inside. And so really the facts are the facts, and the laws of physics are the laws of physics, at least in 2017. 
Um, there's no evidence that sound waves can cause white matter changes or concussions. So there's something else going on besides a sonic attack in Cuba. My question is why the Trump administration would come out and accuse the Cubans of engaging in a sonic attack when these symptoms are not symptoms of a sonic attack. To me, that's the real mystery. Well, that's that's a good point. Now, based on what you know, or what we think we know, what do you think is going on? Well, what's interesting here, and I think throws people off the track, is that when you see those two things, concussion-like symptoms and white matter tract changes to the brain, um, white matter tract changes are very common, especially as people get older. And concussion-like symptoms are just not possible with, with sound. Um, but when people see that, they automatically think, well, it couldn't be mass suggestion. But they never, they, they haven't, I'm very suspicious, they haven't released any detail whatsoever. They've just made claims. And when they make the claim that it's a sonic device, yet they have these symptoms that aren't of a sonic device, then I get very suspicious. And my hypothesis is, and the best explanation based on all of the evidence that we have, is it's mass psychogenic illness. It's, and, and when you go back and look at, and I track this back with reports from the State Department. Well, well what is mass psychogenic illness? It's basically the placebo effect in reverse. You can think yourself well. You can also think yourself sick if you think you're going to be sick. And what happened was a few people at the embassy in November of 2016 felt ill, and they reported hearing a loud noise around the time they were feeling unwell. And then once the Trump administration got in in January, they started to counsel the Americans going over to Cuba that, look, uh, we believe that some people over there may be the target of a sonic attack because they've reported becoming ill and hearing these noises at the same time. So they primed these people so when they went over there, they were expecting to hear these noises and then not feeling well when it only started with a few people. Now, it's interesting that at the time when these people, the initial wave of cases occurred, you have cicadas and crickets galore going on in Cuba or going off in Cuba, and you've got a lot of everyday sounds as well. It wouldn't be unusual to, like if you really stopped right now and went outside your studio and listened, you could probably hear some kind of noises beyond cars and things like this, even out in the countryside. Sure. Um, so... A lot of these attacks happened at the hotels there, and it's people who are standing in a hotel. They, they don't feel well, and they hear a noise, but the person standing next to them doesn't hear anything, and they don't feel unwell. So what I think you have is this, this mindset of after a few people got ill and they reported hearing noises associated with it, then the Trump administration primed the people who were going over there 
to expect to not feel well and hear noises at that same time. And you might think, well, why would they do that? Well, there's a long history in Cuba of the Cubans during the Cold War engaging in different shenanigans with American staff at the embassy where they would break into their houses at night and and throw fecal matter on the floor, or they would rearrange their bookshelf or do other things just to let them know that they were there. And sometimes they would come up with their cars and pin in the Americans so they'd, they'd have to pull over to the side and they'd get caught in traffic. Nothing too sinister, um, but there is this folklore that is well known among American embassy personnel with Cuba. And, of course, we only relatively recently opened up relations again with Cuba and had a lot of staff over there. So I think it's a combination of factors. If someone were to give me $100 and ask me to bet on what was going on, I would bet $90 that it's some type of mass suggestion. I'd bet $5 that it's some other thing that we don't fully understand at this time, and I'd keep the other $5 and I'd put it in my pocket. Who might be behind it? Is it a test? Are we testing something? I don't think so. I mean, you have to be careful here. Look, I'm, I'm a scientist. I try to deal with the facts that are in front of me, and I try to keep an open mind. And the facts are leading me to, well, why would we do that? We wanted to have good relations with the Cubans. If we didn't, why why wouldn't we just break it off? Why would we do something like that to our own people? Well, you know, back in the 50s, they did biological testing over uh, Navy cruise ships. Uh, They tested people. uh, I'm in St. Louis right now, Robert, and they tested people in St. Louis with biologicals. So who, who knows? You know, you're absolutely right, George. You're absolutely right, and, and, and you know you're right. And your listeners know it as well. I mean, we, we have a track record as well of doing stuff like that. And because of that, when something like this happens, the suspicion automatically goes on the United States. And how can you blame people for not being suspicious when there was a history of doing stuff like that. That's right. Just looking at the facts as a scientist, I would be skeptical that we're involved. I think the most likely explanation is that it's two governments that are suspicious of each other, and we may be doing this to ourselves, that it's a mass suggestion phenomenon going on. I would dare say right now, if people who went into your studio... If, if you said tonight on the radio that any guest that comes to your studio or anybody that comes to visit your studio, that there's been an outbreak of illness recently at your studio, and they had that mindset of mm-hmm. coming into your studio, then, then people might start feeling a bit funny. Right. Or any unusual smell they smell, they might redefine that as some kind of toxic chemical. I agree. I agree with that. So as far as this is concerned right now, it's still an open book. Uh, is it being investigated, or is it over? It, this is going to continue, I'm sure, uh, especially given that it's caused an international incident. They've uh, pulled out embassy staff, and there have been some um, 
threats made back to Cuba, you know, that they shouldn't be doing this and they're playing with the Americans. Um, we can't say with 100% certainty what's going on at this point, but I think it's reasonably safe to say that in the coming months we'll have a much better indication of what's going on once I get the Freedom of Information Act documents that Good. I've applied for. You let us know and if you get them, if you would, Robert. And, Absolutely. You know, I always tell myself, look at, a, look at an event and ask that first question, who benefits? And then uh, if we can even apply that to this particular situation, who benefits by our embassy personnel being pulled out? What do you think? You know, I just don't know. But I'm very suspicious of the Trump administration just because they have this, look, some conspiracy theories are real, but they, they, they tend to have floated out a lot of conspiracy theories that have been pretty much evidence-based, shown not to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, and because they were counseling the staff that um, a few members had become sick and they'd heard some noises at the same time, it makes me very suspicious. And then the other thing was, after that first report came out that the embassy staff had, had become sick, then there were about three dozen American tourists over the last three years who reported going to those two hotels and feeling unwell and saying that, well, maybe we were exposed to some type of sonic weapon as well, but you have 750 rooms combined. You have 1,000 people or more a day at those hotels. On any given day, you're going to have people not feeling well, and you're going to have all kinds of noises going sure. on. And, and there's all, if you've been to Cuba, there's a lot of cicadas and crickets. Um, so it, it makes me suspicious. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.